KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. The Oklahoma City Thunder are rounding into mid-season form, my friends. They took a trip to Miami and got dunked on over and over and over. Specifically, Mike Wiscala as the Miami Heat take a 118-90 victory. I am Ryan Chapman, joined by the venerable Brady Trantham at Brady Does Sports on the Twitter machine. Give him a follow. Wait, I'm I'm Brent Venables? Yes, you're Brent Venables. You play no defense. Oh, no. We're doing that again. But you get paid a lot of money. Congratulations. Behind the glass, producer extraordinaire, your producer's favorite producer, Matt Burton at I am Matt Burton, also on the Twitter machine. Although I think we need to change that around. We decided that during the fourth quarter <laughs> as this game got off the rails, guys. Yeah, I mean, look, the Miami Heat, uh, everybody should remember, they did play in the finals not three or four weeks ago, it seems like, against the Lakers that came up short. And uh, it's a little bit of a different roster, of course, but a lot of the same cast of characters are there that got the Heat to the finals. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, all those guys. Bam Adebayo, of course. It's gonna. It's a tough ask. I mean, even if the, even if the Heat are coming to Oklahoma City in a scenario where there is no plague ravaging the earth and Oklahoma City is rocking with eighteen thousand fans, it would be a tough ask to have this roster uh, come up with a strong performance for all four quarters against the Miami Heat. They're just a better team. Having said that, you know the Pelicans' loss was a bad loss. I mean, that was a bad. That was probably the first and only coming into tonight where performance where you kind of go, man, that was just kind of a stinker. But you know, the Pelicans do have some talent as well. They're a young up and coming team. They should be in the hunt for a playoff spot. The Heat are, of course, a little bit of a higher caliber. But I, I guess color me shocked that the uh, game got out of hand so quickly. I, I, I'm not looking for a competitive game in the final two minutes like we've seen. Uh, for most of these Thunder games this season, uh, Ryan, but uh, color me shocked that it was it got out of hand, got out of hand quick. But once we dive into the numbers, it makes a little bit more sense because guys like George Hill, Al Horford, they just you, we really shouldn't look for them to score that much because of what they are as basketball players. But when they're not hitting shots at all, it's going to be a tough ask for the Thunder to do anything positively. Yeah, Hill and Horford they were a combined two of eleven from the floor tonight totaling up five points. The good news for Thunder fans is that young core, the trio, everyone spoke so highly of coming into the season, SGA, Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, SGA, 17 of 15, 18 points. His his first really efficient shooting night with the basketball, even though it didn't feel like it because this game got away so he quickly. Attacked, he attacked uh, early on, which yeah. was kind of a, I don't think he has, a, has had a game this season it's a you know small sample size but most of these first quarters guys and i think matt burton and i talked about this in the last post game show he is just trying to get guys going early and it, tonight for whatever reason it just seemed like no he wanted to attack and you think hey if he can keep that going maybe the thunder will have a fighting chance in this game the later it goes but it just it went away really quick yeah it, it evaporated very quickly uh, rounding out the starters basely 16 points on five of 10 shooting three of five from deep he added in eight rebounds two assists two steals a block Darius basically was everywhere tonight and then Lou Dort four of eight shooting 12 points but uh, look the, the story that we kind of had projected coming into the year is that this starting five would be competitive 
And then when the second unit came in, that's when things would get haywire. That's what would lose this team a bunch of games. Tonight, I don't think you could even really say that. You look at it, um, the Heat kind of got out to that really early lead. It looked like Darius Baisley was the only person who got off the plane in the first five minutes for the Thunder. And then once the second unit kind of came in, they chipped back away at it, and you head into the second quarter tied 26-all. Then coming out specifically that third quarter from 744 left in the third quarter all the way to 146 left in the third. The Heat went on a 20-0 run that absolutely busted this thing wide open. Matt, I, what what can you kind of chalk this up to? Was it just that the second unit kind of you know played their best basketball to finish out that first quarter and they never really recaptured the energy? Like, like what happened that everyone involved just got obliterated off the floor in that third quarter. I tell, I'll tell you what happened with some uh, broken news. Some news that is already... Everyone already knows. All right. The Miami Heat can shoot it. Oh, hey, whoa. The, yeah, I know. Groundbreaking stuff here for me. Groundbreaking analysis. Um, but no, the Heat... No pun intended, and I hate myself for saying this. They caught fire. Were they on fire? Yeah, that's what I was they caught fire. I, the I, heat was, was on. Just the first, yeah, that Play was that the first. Glenn yeah, Fry yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, all right. Da-dum. Like, all right. But no, they, that's what happened. They caught fire. I mean, shot 47% from three. The Heat did. That's, I mean, what more do you need yeah, to say? 16 exactly. of 34. Kelly Olynyk was five of seven from three. He was, the Kelly O'Clinic. Olenek was, uh, <laughs> man, he, he was definitely putting on a clinic. He's a sushi chef, man. He's awesome. No, no. look, uh, you know, you're exactly right, Ryan. The, the whole thing with this Thunder team that we've learned is, hey, the starting five is actually not very bad. They're actually quite good. Uh, the entire game, now, the starting five, I think they didn't, did they play at all in the fourth quarter? No. no the the, so the for, benches were emptied very yeah, early. So for three quarters, the starting five shot a combined 17 of 41 from the floor in just in just the first half alone. Uh, again, that's 17 of 41 for the Thunder's starting five. But in just the first half, the Miami Heat starting five shot 20 of 34 from the floor and 10 of 15 from three. That's the game. It's yeah, the, guys like Duncan Robinson got hot. I mean, Iguodala even hit a three, and that's I mean. Shame on you, Thunder closeouts. I, I can't remember who exactly it was. It might have been might have been Hamadou Diallo, but uh, yeah, if the Heat are going to rain threes on you, especially early, that's what they want to do. Like the Thunder are somewhat similar to the Heat in that they try to get a, a ton of threes off early, and they do it off of ball movement. And the Thunder are actually kind of a nice little ball movement team. The the problem is they don't have a Duncan Robinson, they don't have Tyler Hero, how, they don't even have a Kelly O'Clinic, like Mr. Matt Merton says. Um, there's just not a lot of firepower on this team, but sometimes they can get hot, but most nights like tonight, they're just going to be a little stagnant. Yeah, and another thing that killed them is not only Horford and Hill's poor performances, but Mike Muscala had his worst performance of the season by far. He's kind of that guy on the second unit that, that can try to space the floor a little bit for him. But also, he's really essential because this is something you can't see on the broadcast. This was kind of what was striking when, you know, on the New Year's Eve game, Thunder at Pelicans, when I was there for that first half. Like, Mike Muscala is a huge influence on this team defensively. He's the one calling all the coverages, moving everybody around offensively as well. He's running the offense. So I I have to wonder sometimes, like a guy like Mike Muscala, he likely has the respect in that locker room, but he's not... You know, an Al Horford. He doesn't have the track record of doing it on the floor in the NBA. And when he's 
just off on a night like tonight. You kind of wonder if if guys start to kind of tune that out because what we also saw, talk about the Heat offense, they're also a really good defensive team. Newsflash, a team that made it to the finals is good on both ends of the floor. Oh, the Heat culture. Yes. He, oh, yes. This was uh, We had a culture war tonight, by the way. Uh, that's, that's what the Heat-Thunder rivalry should be uh, as long as Sam Presti is in Oklahoma City. It's, it's the culture war. It's the East versus the West, all that stuff. But you, you kind of saw that, I think, going into the second quarter. The offense really started to stagnate for the Thunder. You could tell as, as the Heat kind of were like, okay, we didn't know who was actually on this team because no one does. But as they kind of worked their way through it, figured out in the first quarter, it, it's no shock that in the second quarter, what did we see? We saw a lot of guys starting to just dribble around. They didn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah. Way too much dribbling. I think Hami Diallo was... He killed the Thunder on like two back-to-back possessions, of just dribbling around for ten seconds, getting nowhere. Like that—that's not something. Charge. Yeah, bad yeah. Charge. Like it's not something that should shock anyone that the Thunder going up against one of the best teams in the league. They just kind of ran out of ideas, and that's okay because this is you know this team's going to go out there and they're going to fail a lot this season, and it's it's going to be about what they can learn and, and if they can make sure they're not failing in the same way night after night. And for Thunder fans, it's kind of been a rosy start to the season, but on New Year's Eve, you know, Christine, Matt, and I we kind of look through the road ahead. This stretch for the Thunder is going to be brutal, and this is going to be the test. I know the ride the storm was very popular on the Twitter sphere, on the Reddits. It's very fun when the games aren't being played and you're looking forward to it. Yes. Once the games are being played, that's when it gets. That's when you realize that the get, the season is very long. Even though there are ten less games this year, you don't want to sit there and watch your team lose every night. Now. I guess what you're kind of alluding to, Ryan, of not trying to fail in the same way every night. The Thunder aren't going to get run out of the gym every single night. They're too talented, and you play you play too many frequent games against frequent opponents that they're not going to be hot all the time too. So the Thunder are going to win some games against teams that we're, we're like, wow, we have no we had no idea that they could have beaten this team. They're going to lose to some, you know, they might lose to Charlotte when they have that return game in Oklahoma City. They play the Knicks, yeah. <laughs> in a few days. They could lose that game, even though we all have the probably the same opinion about the New York Knicks. But, yeah, I mean, the thing with this game, the first quarter, it took the Thunder about, what, three or four minutes to even get their first bucket of the game. Yeah. And it took they, even longer for anyone that wasn't Darius Baisley to get a bucket, too. Yeah, and then Darius and Shea kind of took the brunt of the scoring and brought the Thunder back to within striking distance. And then give a shout to Justin Jackson. He got a late quarter steal and then got the um, go-ahead jumper or the the tying jumper to tie it at 26. And then from there, like you just said, and I'll make the analogy uh, for OU fans that happen to be listening to uh, the post-game show right now. A young team, when they get off script, that don't know what they're like, they have no understanding of what they're doing, mainly because they don't, they've not been there before. Like that makes a lot of sense. So the second quarter lapse makes a lot of sense to me. So the analogy would be for OU football. OU starts off games really hot, young, a young offense primarily. And then the problem that we had in the second and third quarters is like, where, where is that foot on the gas? Where is that killer instinct? Why aren't they scoring more? I mean, when you're asking a young quarterback making his ninth or 10th start of his career, that's a tough ask. Like Spencer Rattler has not been there. Shea Gillis Alexander has not been there just yet. So, like I said after the post game show after the win against Orlando, the mistakes you kind of want to welcome those because Shea Gillis Alexander hasn't been on the other side of a thirty point blowout very frequently in his career. So you hope that he can take this and bounce back from it in a positive way. But before we get into the positives, before we get into all of that, that is to come. We have two more segments. Next segment, Jerry Ramsey, the venerable, 
not not in the same way that uh, Brady is venerable. Uh, Jerry Ramsey will be joining us. He is tuning into Thunder post game availability right now. But we do have some negatives to get through. Matt, could you hit the music, please? We're good. Tanking. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, we're going. We're going. Tanking. Through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. This is your tank commander of the game. The Thunder are well on their way. They are two and four. They're going to pick up a lot more L's over this next stretch. The last show I was on, though, the Deuce Deuce, Matt Burton went last. So, Matt. You're up first, my friend. Let's go. Who sponsored is your, by Nike. Yeah, Matt Burton, sponsored by Nike. Who is your tank commander of the game? Oh, uh, let's see. Give me. I said I was going to do this. So. <laughs> no, I said I was going to. I said I was going to choose this person wait, earlier. Wait, wait. But he had. He had. Guys, hear me out. He had the tying bucket, like you said, at the end of the first quarter. So that almost saved it. But Justin Jackson is going to be my tank commander of the game tonight. Uh, oh, five from three. Uh, two for seven from the field. Is that good? Six points. Uh, he had was... seven rebounds and one game-tying bucket at the end of the first quarter. But <laughs> he also got crossed into oblivion by uh, Goran Dragic. Almost fell down. Surprised he didn't fall down. If he did, he would have been uh, part of the shooting star meme for yeah. like, the end of time. <laughs> not, a, not a lot of people can slay the dragon, though. I mean, Dragic is pretty good. But look, is that is that Justin Jackson's second appearance with the Thunder? I mean, the first one being that start against the Magic in Oklahoma City last week. Is that the second time he's played for the Thunder thus, thus far? I think so. I was very shocked when he's, he came in the game. Like, like I said during the game to you guys, he's he's the leader in the clubhouse of if he plays, he's probably the tank commander of the game. But, you know, I don't I don't want to go chalk. So Mike Muscala did get sun tonight. He, he did. He, he got sun. Who was it? Oh, bam. It was bam. It was, it was bam out of bio. I thought it was precious. Little, little <laughs> emerald action. Hit him with the bam. Yeah, sorry, Mike. Hopefully your dad's not listening, but yeah, he's my tank commander of the game. I am going to go with, look, I can't do this guy every week. I am not a fan of the Hami Diallo experience. I don't understand it. It's it's very apparent to me that him with the ball in his hands is never going to be a thing, but I think we did get a big bone thrown to us by Coach Dagnall tonight. Darius Miller, anytime he comes his into the game, his first appearance, his first appearance, he was that was the white flag came in about you know midway through the fourth quarter. That's when you knew Teo no Maldon. You know he hit a big three flag. to pull the Thunder within like thirty, and you thought, are the Thunder gonna make the run here? No, Darius Miller came in. This one is over. Tank commander of the game. We've got Mike Muscala. We've got Mr. Jackson. We're sorry, Ooh. Miss Jackson. And we got Darius Miller. So that's who we got. But on the other side, we've got another guy who tanked his way through life, and now he's here. I'm not Jerry... going to let you get away with just saying white flag, and then we don't play the Dido song. Yeah, well, that's it's what we got here. It's a jam or something. I don't know. What, what do y'all say? Yeah. You children? It slaps. There you go. I don't want to slap anybody. Well, it does. The Miami Heat slapped the Thunder tonight. They did. They did indeed. And hey, guys, we got through one whole segment, and it didn't turn into a Heat post-game show. That is a win anytime we've got Brady Trantham on the broadcast. But like we said, Jerry Ramsey up next. He will have a quick report on what Mike Dagnall, Mark Dagnall, not Mike, yikes, what Coach Mark Dagnall and everyone had to say in the post-game, as well as his thoughts 
on the Thunder's big 118 to 90 loss. Keep it locked in right here on the first take. Thunder. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show, presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. Oh, boy. Bang. Matt Burton with the bumpers. This I keep, I keep is my the Franchise First Take Thunder Post Game Show. I'm Ryan Chapman with Matt Burton, Brady Trantham. We're bringing Jerry Ramsey in, but not quite yet. Thunder lost 118-90. to Miami Heat and guys, something that Jerry Ramsey was not a part of this summer in the droves of trying to get through this is... Uh, we we had some great team bonding with with the you know the franchise pool parties that Jerry wasn't a part of. Oh, they were wild! And uh, I was accosted during the game because we haven't had one in a while. Are you aware of the weather? Are you guys aware of that, Jerry? Do you know what weather is? Oh boy, this is what we're coming in on. Yeah. Yes, I'm very yes, I'm very aware of the weather. Okay, cool. Oh, wait, when it's what? cold outside, the pool isn't open. Well, one second, like we we have to do this, Jerry. Are you wearing clothes? Ah, very good question, Brady. Uh, I'm ready. I am ready to jump in a pool right now if we had to. How about that? <laughs> well, it's not my Yuck. pool because you're not invited. Anyway, Jerry Thunder 118 to 90 <laughs> lost Miami Heat as Brady uh, covered extensively in the first segment. The Miami Heat. I don't know if you're aware of this, Jerry. They went to the NBA Finals. And okay. so they tend to be good at basketball on both ends of the floor. Oh. Was that your takeaway? Was it more heat than thunder? Like, what was your reaction from this game that was uh, was the least entertaining of all the Thunder games this season? No, this is this is a learning uh, this is a learning curve for the Thunder. I mean, who cares? They they got beat in the finals. Well, yeah, I saw it. Everybody saw it. We saw that. That oh, doesn't mean down, that. That's that does it well. I guess not everyone saw it. That doesn't mean whenever you show up, you just kind of throw your jock to the ground and say, "I'm not playing." I mean, you still got to go and compete, and this team is going to compete. And we all know the second unit is probably going to be, which probably wasn't the problem tonight. The problem was the uh, the older fellas. Uh, you look at your Horford one for your uh, George Hill one for, and your uh, Musky, your Moose was a was a two for, or was he a one for? He was, he was a one, a one for, for a two. one for seven. He, he was, was a one for two. So you got your yeah, you got your three. Uh, That's three combined made shots. Come on, that you got your three veterans that are one for's. So it, you can't. You, people are going to blame this because they're just kind of like look at this and passing, and they're going to blame this on the young guys. But it wasn't. It was your old guys that didn't show up today. I mean, Jerry, what did, what did you think about the three point defense? Because obviously, if you look at the numbers, the Heat shot we were just scorching hot. I mean, no pun intended. But one thing that I've liked about the Thunder early on this season with the small sample size is they they've given up some three point shots uh, early on this season. But I like the closeouts. I like the effort, and it's corny. But when you're covering a team like this, you have to you have to acknowledge small things like that. And tonight, I just didn't think it was there. Really? I mean, because they I mean they held them to forty seven percent. From the three point line, it's I mean, sixteen to thirty four. No, I, you know, I, are you completely wrong on that, Brady? Yes, it was lackadaisical. It was, uh, and, and and listen, there's some well, incredible. Basically, well, basically, I'm Go just ahead. trying to ask, like the the Heat just did not hit like random lucky shots. There's something something happened with the either the, the scheme or the Thunder's lack of effort, but I, I just didn't see it after the first quarter. Man, ain't nobody schemed to somebody that can just shoot the lights out, and when you have Olinick. On a personal, was it a personal 8-0, 10-0 run? The, the, he was scorching right. the nets? I mean, forget about it. You know, Hero's going to knock some down. Uh, I don't, did, uh, Duncan Robinson, yeah, he only, he only had four. So, I mean, you're right. They, they held him. Five of seven for Olenek. 
I mean, Brady. Is it Iguodala hit three three-pointers. I was about to say, Iguodala's <laughs> going to get another payday because of this game. He's just going to send this tape out to every GM and be like, can I get one more contract? One more, Former, former Piston great Avery Bradley hit two. I mean, he's you a, know it's a... He's a great ahead. heat player. That's a, that's a great fit. <laughs> I love it. So, it, was, uh, it was just a tough night and what you have to do as a team whenever these guys are hitting is, is do your best to make them uncomfortable. There's going to be nights in the NBA. I don't. Once again, guys, I don't know how long you've been paying attention to this game, but these are the best blanking players and shooters in the world. You're just going to get shot out of games sometimes, but you have to make them uncomfortable, and it, it, never, it never came to a point that the Thunder could figure it out. Now, they would score back and forth, forth with them, but defensively, they never figured out how to make them uncomfortable. Yeah, I think, Jerry, I mean, you're kind of right there as far as there were individual moments for this team. There were a few times that, you know, Darius Baisley is able to get his hands in a passing lane. Maldon had the had the block at the rim. Dort had what was probably going to be a fantastic charge until his heel just fell right on the restricted area, things like that. But I guess it's one of those things of how long do we have to wait before you really hit the panic button on like they're doing things individually, but they can't come together as a team. Like, is that a Dagnalt thing? Is that just this roster's not equipped? Like, how long are we gonna have to get into it before we we're really start to uh, panic about what's going on? Two and a half years. I mean, honestly, two on, and a on half the Poku years. timeline. I see. Yes, there is no. No, there's no, There's nothing. I mean, uh, you know, and Dagnalt was very almost like complimentary of how some of the Thunder played. And I asked him about getting an extended look at some of these guys like like Hall and, and Roby and uh, some you know Darius Miller got some run tonight. And he was just like, I really like the way that they closed it out, how they were unselfish or whatever. Like that kind of talk is going to come from a 30-point loss. So it's going to be a little while before anybody – I mean, raises an eyebrow, much less panics. I mean that, and it is. It's, it's that's what you're. That's what you're in for this season. You're a well-documented SGA hater, Jerry. So I'm just going to give you the floor here because this was actually the first instance of the S. Shagels Alexander run Oklahoma City Thunder with you know, four or five games into the season where he was attacking early and um, he, had, he was in double-digit scoring early on. Uh, I mean, do you do you prefer that when you're talking about Shagels Alexander? Do you prefer? A point guard who's facilitating early, getting guys around him ready, or do you prefer a point guard who's attacking, looking for his up scoring early on? Or I mean, because of course the correct answer is you you play to the flow of the game. But I mean, when you're talking about SGA, which do you prefer? I prefer SGA to get to the bucket, get his first. I think that it's more important for him to get a rhythm and to feel like he can get whatever shot he wants, and then to distribute. Uh, there's very Ray. There's there's very it's a very rare air that you can be a Chris Paul or a Jason Kidd or somebody that can dominate a game and not take a shot. Like those guys could absolutely dominate a game and not score till the second half. Uh, SGA is not that guy. I think SGA needs to establish himself as a scorer and then make plays along the way. I never expect Shea to end. You know, the night that Shea has twelve assists, like. Beers on me, guys. I, I will. I'm buying. I'm buying a round. Rounds on me. Let's do it. Lots of Guinness. Because he is not. He's not that guy. But I want to see him with 22 points, uh, four rebounds, and nine assists. That's a hell of a night for Shea. Didn't quite get there tonight, but I'd rather him attack and establish himself. Because what that does also uh, with this beautiful young man that's on the screen right now, Darius Baisley. It also helps Baisley out and get some pressure off of him and allows Baisley to attack. 
And, and you talk about Darius Baisley there. Um, we are now 12% of, of the way through the season. And Jerry, you posed a very interesting question on Twitter tonight. Um, who do you think has taken a, a bigger leap forward? Is it Darius Baisley or Lou Dort? I'd really like to go around the horn with everyone, but Jerry, you're, you're the man brilliant enough to use the poll function on the Twitter machine. Baisley, Dort, <laughs> who you got and why? That's why I asked, because I'm kind of on the fence about this. Like, I'm oh, literally, Jerry. I'm literally asking people, because I'm not that smart to figure that out. Why are you I on love a fence? What, it's cold outside. That's why good the call. Are well, it, it's a, uh, what am I trying to say? You're not it's closed a, uh, and you're outside it's a, on a fence. It's an idiomatic expression. It's a, mm. it's a picket fence, by the way. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, listen, I love what Dort's added to uh, his ability to finish at the rim. Uh, and finishing traffic, that listen, trust me, as a guy who's been around for years, finishing in traffic is hor- it's hard. So they, the, his ability to do that is great. But I love what Baisley in the last, I don't know, like last week has started to show a spark that he could be that number two guy behind Shea. And on certain nights where eventually, I mean, something's going to happen to Shea, knock on wood, you know, it's an ankle or knee or something. He might be the leader of this team. So... Right now, I love where Baisley's headed, but I think Dort has improved more from last season to now. All right, so we've got, we've got one on the board. It's, it's interesting that Jerry, Jerry's gone from hating Shea Gilgis-Alexander to actively wanting him to get hurt. That's, uh, wow. Yeah, I know, like, that's not going <laughs> Just when we thought it couldn't right? get any worse. Jeez. No, it's not very professional. Put that either. on Twitter, by the way, so somebody can take that out of context, please. Right. That's my oh, favorite. no, I've clipped it already. It's about to go up. Okay, thank you. On thank you very much. Little producer talk right there. Um, <laughs> producer inside jokes. <laughs> we'll, we'll fix this in post. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, no, for for me, it's Darius Baisley. Um, from where he was during the regular season last year to the stride he took to the bubble to the stride he's looking to take right now, or that it looks like he's taken already this year. Um, he looks like a completely different player and. Uh, I, Jerry, I'm actually with you. I do think that he could be that number two, and on some occasions, the the number one uh, for the Thunder on uh, on the night. And that that point forward position, I think that is what that that's what he's best at. I think that's what his skill set's going to be. Um, like to see him get a little more consistent uh, shooting the three, which he looks like he has ever since the bubble started. So, um, yeah, no, give me Darius Baisley. Not, I'm not, you know. Saying Lou Dort is bad by any means, but no, I just okay, I so think Darius Baisley has way higher ceiling. Jerry wants Shea hurt. Yes, Matt <laughs> hates, hates Lou, Lou Dort. Dort. Yep. All right, Brady, where are you at on this? I have high expectations and a higher standard for Darius Baisley than I do Lou Dort. So my answer is going to be Lou Dort because Lou Dort is doing things that I I, I optimistically believe he could do, but not this quickly. I, I don't know about going into tonight, but going into the game against Orlando on Saturday or Sunday, Lou Dort was leading the team in three-point attempts and three-point makes. Is that sustainable? I mean, we're going to find out. But the thing that I like about him is he knows, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks comfortable when he's attacking the rim. When he gets up in the air, that's a different story. Hopefully he can fine-tune that. Uh, But, I mean, he had that awesome no-look pass to Darius Baisley uh, in traffic in the trees and the paint. Darius Baisley finished it off with a dunk. So, he has some playmaking ability in his game. Hopefully he can grow it and it can develop into something where it's not just an adventure when he gets to the rim or he's foul hunting because he is rather out of control. So I have a lower bar for Lou Dort. He's exceeded it a little bit early on the season with a small sample size. So that's my answer. 
Yeah. I well, can I throw this out to you, Ryan, really yeah, quick? Yeah, go for it. Matt Burton is the only one among us that has played high-level basketball. OBJ so All-Star, I, big all-city all-star game. Can I, can, I change, yeah, yeah. can I change to what Matt said? Because I mean, because <laughs> honestly, just me and Matt are, are pretty much the only one that like true really yeah no jerry you're douglas guy right absolutely oh, well, see, absolutely. yeah no. counterpoint yeah i did guard joe mixon once he he missed <laughs> one shot it was not anything to do with me but i was technically the defender assigned to him so for someone hit wonder bro for talking for talking to high level athletes like you know congratulations you're Gaudier. yeah thank you thank you uh <laughs> Much like what everyone said, like I think that the expectations for Darius Baisley should be much higher, yes. But I think that we kind of have to give him credit for like this leap that he's taken. Similar leap to like Lou Dort, where like, wow, Darius is doing that already. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things that I think that Darius Baisley's play can, can kind of get lost on some people for being like, yeah, we kind of expected that. But what we've seen out of Darius Baisley, and keep in mind, this is his second year. I know the bubble kind of, you know, is one and a half. It was a it's red shirt. It was weird. Year. Yeah, it was weird, but... Just the, the continued progression that he's had has been really impressive. Although Lou Dort has already kind of exceeded what I thought he would be at the end of last year. So color me shocked. What do I know? All right, Jerry. And then one more thing oh, from yeah, Brian Keating. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, he said on the ESPN broadcast with uh, OSU playing West Virginia tonight that Seth Greenberg compared Isaac Likely to Lou Dort. So that might put Lou Dort in the driver's seat there, Burton. Be, uh, no, who said uh, Baisley? Was it you, uh, Brady? I did. I did say Ludor. It was me. It okay, was you I. said Ludor. So it was I. okay. So uh, it, it might be Ludor because he's breaking the ceiling of actually having college players compared to him now on national broadcast. So that hasn't yes, happened with fair. Darius Baisley just yet. So it's fair. It's fair. All right, Jerry. Before we get you out of here, Thunder. Like this is just the beginning, Jerry, of a hellacious road trip. Next up for them is at the Pelicans, Then they get a small reprieve with the Knicks before they go to Brooklyn. Then they're hosting the Spurs, Lakers, Philly, and Denver's on that stretch. Like, is it time to batten down the hatches if you're a Thunder fan and see if you are really in for the tank? Uh, I mean, you just named off an NBA schedule. I mean, they much like every other team in the league, they're going to play these teams. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, this this isn't intramurals, brother. This is the NBA. It is time and, and, and tank to. The tank happened whenever the preseason started. Like, this is, you're going to see an evaluate, and it's an evaluation season. So it's not even really a tank season. Everything right now is to evaluate. And remember, if you're a, you know, if you're a visual learner, use my column theory, right? There's three columns of Thunder players. Can we all say them? There's the future, there's the asset, and there's the experiment. And that's what's happening right now. We're trying to get all of our little 15 players. Like Dagnalt, also, by the way, it is the future and an experiment, too. He can be put on that list. Uh, we're trying to put everybody in their little things. And tonight, did you see anything that changed anybody? I mean, uh, we still think that uh, Teo Maladon's an experiment, correct? I don't like science, Jerry. I, I, ha- I failed I, it in high school. I believe that Maladon is the future. But so you okay, and I think that you can be in two separate columns also. Okay, I like I think so, he's, I think he's in the future, but I mean I think he'll be like a six man role. So is that I, I guess that's more of an experiment. Than still a future, future. Yeah. Like I think he he is a future as part of the core of this team. We're 
We're, we gotta get out the we gotta get out the red yarn here, Jerry. Your columns has can, turned can, can to turning them to tears. Please? Uh, we need tears. We need a vision board. It's, I suddenly picture Charlie Day somewhere. Just Peppy, Peppy <laughs> Sylvia. What, Peppy Sylvia. What does it mean? Carol. Okay, Jerry. Thank you so much at TV's Jerry no, on thank Twitter. You guys. At old did man you see what, where, what, did, where, did, where, did, where can I get your podcast, Jerry? I need your I need did, more oh, podcasts oh, in my ears. Oh, first of all, it's a show. It's not a podcast. Okay. Everybody's doing a podcast. Fine. Uh, me, John Hamm, and Brenda Robar are going to do a multimedia show. So you never know where what we're we could do a live stage version. It's a pop up. Is it a pop up show? We don't know where it's going to be. <laughs> Just stay tuned for the drop. Only twenty of you. Can, you only twenty people can consume it at once, Jerry. It could be an installation. Like you don't, you don't know what we're gonna do. Like it is high concept thunder coverage. It's avant garde. Uh, I could I almost didn't get that out there. High concept. Uh, yes, thunder coverage. So and uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, I do. Before whenever after I leave, I want you guys to acknowledge that we are people's favorite podcast, favorite thunder show. Okay, I one see more, a lot of one more time. Can you come again. We are. Uh, every, whatever your favorite podcast is that you're listening, your favorite Thunder podcast, we're that podcast's favorite Thunder show. Shout okay. out. We Lock- cover. Gotcha. Go ahead. Uh, shout out Locked on Thunder. Ryland, I, I guess, loves Jerry's podcast. But you know, Jerry, you, you are on a podcast right now. That is weird. This is like the inception part of this. Ryan, this is where you pump it. Yeah, this this is not. I'm sorry, your show is not my favorite podcast, Jerry. I like the conspiracy theories podcast personally. That's kind of my alley. But Jerry, anyway, uh, you're on eleven to three. You've got plenty of time every single day. That's a weekday. Get out of here. Go, go be dad. All right. Hey, Matt Burton, you're still a baller in my eyes, bud. Hey, you're a baller in mine too, Jerry. All right, that's an, that's enough of that. Thunder lose to the one eighteen. To 90 to the Miami Heat. On the other side, we will wrap this thing up. We'll take you around the association. All that stuff right here on the Franchise First Take. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show. Presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise and 107.9 The Franchise Tulsa. I'm Ryan Chapman alongside Brady Trantham, Matt Burton. You're a liar. I just want to let you know that this instrumental is uh, from Nas. Okay. The song is called Destroy and Rebuild. So there's layers. There's layers to this show. This is a highbrow show. This is your Thunder first take postgame show brought to you by Onions. We're like the Stanley Kubrick Kubrick of Thunder postgame shows. Christopher Nolan made this. He Nolan's made this show. Hat. Do you think that if we uh, if we keep the momentum going, because shout out Franchise Faithful, you've made this just a, a juggernaut. You think Hans Zimmer one day will score our post game shows? Mm. Th- that's what I want. I just want to show that Hans Zimmer does some sort of score for Matt. Hans Zimmer's favorite NBA player. Who is it? Hans Zimmer. Uh, dude, I have no idea. Steph Curry. Let's score. No. It's Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> it's all Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Got yes. you. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Beautiful, beautiful. Speaking of scores, the Thunder drop a big one, 118 to 90 to the Miami Heat. And I want all the scores. Give me all the scores. Matt Burton, it's your time to shine. Let's go around the association, bro. Let's do it. Let's start off with the Philadelphia 76ers hosted the Charlotte Hornets tonight. 
In came away victorious, the 6-1 Philadelphia 76ers. Off to a solid start. Tobias Harris led the way with 22 uh, for the Sixers. And Gordon Hayward, leading scorer for the Hornets, 18. Good for Gordon Hayward. Good for him. That guy. Good for him. The uh, Orlando Magic uh, hosted the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. Came away with the win, 103-83. Colin Sexton had 24 to lead the way for the Cavs. Aaron Gordon, 24-11 for the Magic. Ryan, I'm sorry. We're not. You're not reading this score. I know where you're going. We're not doing it. We're moving on. Earbuds. The Hawks lost to the Knicks. It didn't happen. Carry <laughs> 113, on. 113, 108. No! And carry on. What? Julius Randle, 28, 17, and 9. Uh, Scrub. Can't I even get that. a triple-double. How? I love that. What is his stat like going to look like when the Thunder play him a few, few days? Hey. 40, 20, <laughs> name He's going to just destroy this team. <laughs> he had 28, 9, and 17, 43 minutes. Uh, just... Tom Thibodeau special. R.J. Barrett played 44 <laughs> minutes, 26 and 11. <laughs> that's that's actually what I want. From now on, when we go around the association, I don't want the Knicks scores. You I want their minute total minutes for the starters. Oh, man. The Celtics get a win in Toronto slash Tampa tonight, 126 <laughs> to 114. Jason Tatum had a 40-piece. Fairman, 35 for Fred Van Vliet. Are they the North now? Like they, they can't say we the North anymore. That's You're right. one of the most southernmost NBA franchises. We're on the upside down, Brady. North is south. South is north. <laughs> the Raptors one and six on the road this season. I'm trying to leave 2020 behind me. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks hosted the Detroit Pistons. Uh the the Pistons that are in competition with the Thunder. Because they lost 125-115. The 1-6 Detroit Pistons. It's going to be a big two-game series. Yeah. Troy Weaver versus Sam Presti this year. That's going to be one to watch. Um, who can tank better? Jeremy Grant led the way with 24 points for the Pistons. And Giannis, 43 for the Bucks. Tonight. That's a big number. Not bad. Not bad. Had 30 at the half, so, you know. It's, it's okay. not Steph, yeah. but... Um, let's see. I believe this game just went final. The Pelicans dropped one at home to the Pacers after overtime, 118 to 116. Victor Oladipo, leading scorer, 25 points for the Pacers. 31 for Brandon Ingram. Steve Nash is not a winning player. <laughs> Can we get this a bonus update? Were you were you oh, around I read, for that, Brady? I read one. I read no. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Jerry Ramsey compared who to Demontis Sabonis? If you could, if you could just take one guess, real quick, at what player on this current Thunder roster that Jerry Ramsey said is yeah, kind of reminds me of Demontis Sabonis. It's not Pokushevsky, is it? No, he definitely said Isaiah Roby. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say, thank God. Definitely said Isaiah Roby. Uh, Poker, Poku, uh, Sabonis, nineteen points, eleven boards, and seven assists. Uh, putting up some very Roby-like numbers. I look forward to that, Thunder fans. <laughs> right. In four years, your Eastern Conference All-Star, Isaiah <laughs> Roby. <laughs> the uh, Mavericks won in Houston tonight, 113-100 to over the Rockets. Luka Doncic with 33 points, 16 boards, and 11 assists for a triple-double. Christian Wood led the way in scoring for the Rockets with 23 points. James Harden only 21 tonight 30 minutes 38 minutes played that's how old you have to be to get into a lot of bars and strip clubs james harden <laughs> it was a shout out to that uh, and last score the warriors are currently ahead of the kings with two minutes left in the first quarter 32 17 matt wonderful job thank you as always 
for everything that you do. Let's take a look ahead, though, guys. Like Jerry Ramsey said, uh, the Thunder are a franchise in the National Basketball Association. They play the other teams in the association. Up next... (laughs) On Wednesday, the Thunder have a little, what is it, a six, a five-game road trip here. Wednesday, they head to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Friday, MVP candidate Julius Randle awaits <laughs> as the Knicks will host the Thunder at MSG. And then Sunday, the Brooklyn Nets. Are the Thunder going to go 0-3 of this next stretch, Matt? Um, I believe so. I thought they were going to go 1-4 and whenever we read after the New Orleans game, whenever we looked at the upcoming schedule. I thought they were going to go one and four with a win over the Knicks, but they got that win already over Orlando. So I'm going to say that they're, they're, ahead, they're ahead of schedule then. They're ahead of schedule. Be happy. You get a you get a win over the Knicks Thunder fans, you're ahead of schedule. Brady, 0 and three. What what can what can this team do specifically against New Orleans to, to right the wrongs of New Year's Eve? It's going to be that's tough because the Pelicans bullied them in the paint and they also hit shot after shot the game went on so the Pelicans are just a bad matchup yeah um, it's gonna have to come down to guys like Darius Baisley who had a bad game against New Orleans he's gonna have to have a hot start like he did tonight they're gonna have to sustain that as much as possible at least as a team effort so guys like Kamenu Diallo and Mike Muscala need to hit shots off the bench as well and then really what it comes down to Al Horford George Hill if you go into a game thinking I want to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder win Horford and George have to hit shots. They don't have to take a ton of them, but whatever they're going to take, they got to hit them at a high clip, and it's not going to get it done like they did tonight. Yeah, I, I agree. The Pelicans are going to be a challenging matchup for any team just because they're they're built like a team from the early 2000s with Steven Adams and Zion Williamson and what they do on the interior. It's just not a look that, that teams are used to seeing. So we know that Steven Adams historically has struggled with bigs in the mold of Al Horford. Al Horford's going to have to have a good night. Darius Baisley needs to have a good night, too. If the Thunder can make Zion and Steven Adams work on the defensive end of the floor because Baisley and Horford are, are stretching them out, getting it going, like that's the recipe for success. Will it happen? Who knows? But I, I guess, you know, turn it back to tonight's game again. The 118 to, to 90 loss. If you're going to take a silver lining out of this, it's that there were flashes defensively from Darius Baisley. Obviously, the offense, like, I don't think that, I don't like to use flashes to describe Baisley on offense because he's like a proficient offensive score. Like, if it's flashing, you're, you're trying, he's going to have to go from good to elite for a flash to qualify. But he had some flashes on the defensive end of the floor. Lou Dort played well again offensively. But the most important thing, the ones that, that sucked it up for you, like like Jerry said, it's the old guys. It was George Hill. It was Al Horford. It was Mike Muscala. Those are the guys that two, three, four years from now, if they're somehow still a part of this team, they're in that Nick Collison role. They're in that Adonis Haslam role. of They're going to be the last guy on the bench. They're not really going to play. Adonis Haslam's a legend. I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm, just saying. What role does he play right now? He's the legend. On, He's legend. At That's, the end of the bench. That's what he is. Legend. I'm here for the Mike Muscala legend role, by the way. Um, you can be the only one in that camp. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm here for the legend role. How many, how many guys in franchise history got Sam Presti on his own little private jet flying up to Kevin Durant, wherever, Minnesota? So you got Katie and Mike Muscala. That's, that's who you got. It's a good company to be in. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike Muscala's father. Shout out to <laughs> no Mr. shout out no shout out <laughs> there will be no shout out <laughs> there will be no shouting out shout out uh, 
You guys, basketball fans, uh, emoji. <laughs> yes, I do like basketball. Yes. <laughs> so do you guys like basketball? <laughs> Hello, fellow kids. I do like basketball. So, uh, Emoja Gibson, uh, point guard for the Oklahoma Sooners. He had a uh, really big night against West Virginia Saturday. I think he gave like five shout outs in his first answer uh, in the media. Then he like circled back and, and continued to shout people out the entire time. So, uh, king what, of the shout outs. What are we talking about? Like family, friends, girlfriends? He's like, shout out my teammates. He shouted out God a few times. Well, you got to shout out the big guy. Shout man. out Coach Kruger. You know, he's just, he's just a shout out Middle guy. On. So, uh, I, I think that uh, Emoja Gibson will be the patron saint of shout outs on this show. Guys, before we wrap up here, any, <laughs> any last um, thoughts from this beatdown that Miami Heat laid upon the Oakland City Thunder? Well, I mean, just like Jerry said in the second segment, you know, you, you have to kind of welcome like ass beatings like this. I mean, just call it what it is. It's an ass beating. And the Thunder are going to experience quite a few of them this year. Now, uh, the big thing for this franchise moving forward is what do you gain from those beatings? It doesn't matter if you get run by 30 points or if you lose a one or two possession game, you still lost. That should be the attitude that these young guys have is just, I don't want to lose. I don't care if it's by one point or by 20 points. I just, I hate that feeling in my mouth. What do you do to improve upon it? So these are things that we're not going to know after each little game when we do these post-game shows. These are going to be things that we're going to find out by game 20, by game 40, by game 60. And then when we can look back on it, we can find little minute things of like, no, Darius Baisley improved on this one thing that he struggled with in the first 10 games. SGA the same way, Lou Dort the same way. So I'm looking forward to seeing how, of course, how the team re- responds in the short term. But really, it's it's a moot point at this right now because what matters is what are we talking about four, five, six weeks from now? Yeah, it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it. Matt? Yeah, no, um, just tonight, that was, if there's one positive you can take, the past couple games have been uh, bad for offensive rebounds. The Thunder have been giving up double-digit offensive rebounds the past couple games. They gave up, I think, 13 to New Orleans in that just drubbing that uh, New Orleans gave them, and 10 of them were between Steven Adams and Zion Williamson combined. Um, Only gave up four offensive rebounds tonight, but that's because most of the shots were hitting the bottom of the net. So it's one one of these... one strategy. Exactly. I'm just saying, you know, uh, trying to find some positives in this uh, ass-beating that the Miami Heat gave the Thunder tonight, but... You know, it's going to happen, and especially to a great team like Miami. Look, here's what's going to happen. The Thunder are going to regroup. So are we. We're going to regroup, get back at it again next time the Thunder hit the floor against the Pelicans on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yes, right? Yes, correct? I believe so. Wednesday. Wednesday, Thunder, Pelicans. It's 1-72. It's another chance. 7 o'clock. 4, Matt Burton at I am Matt Burton on Twitter. 4, Brady Trantham at Brady Does Sports. Thank you, Jerry Ramsey at TV's Jerry. And Christine Butterfield, she was not able to be with us tonight, but she'll be essential to the Thunder coverage all year long at CBS Sports. Worker. She is essential as well. Go ahead, give her a follow. I'm Ryan Chapman at Radio's Ryan. Coming up, we'll head back to Sports Map Radio, but keep it locked in right here on the franchise. 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, we do this thing all over again our normal daily lineup it's back the holidays are over we are here live plenty to talk about for everyone here 118 to 90 the thunder fall tonight but that's okay we're gonna do it all again wednesday have a good night oklahoma